everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Worship Cast. I'm Franklin. And I'm Matt. We got the opportunity to talk to Andy Elliott. And uh, some pretty insightful stuff coming up right after the intro. So, Matt, you got to go. I didn't get to go with you to I know, interview, I'm but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I like guitars. I'm a keyboardist, but I, I do like guitars. You have some guitars. I have some guitars. Yeah. There's one in the room right now, just off camera. There's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so my wife and I got the chance to go um, towards uh, Statesville, North Carolina. It's not, not too far away from where we are. Mm-hmm. Um and actually visit with Andy at his shop, um, which was a, a really cool experience. Um, we stopped at a nice barbecue place on the way, which, mm-hmm. you know, and down here in the food, south. Food, guitars. Oh, yeah. Combination. Oh, yeah. So we, we had some good food. We drove up to uh, to Andy's shop, and, um, I mean, his, his shop's kind of part of his house you know we we rolled up and i was like i'm in this man's driveway you know (laughs) um but uh i got to meet andy Mm -hmm. and got to see some of the things he was working on he didn't have any guitars available at the moment to for us to play because i mean everything he's working on is it's being sent out yeah it's headed out to you guys boom boom, um he's working very hard and um i don't know one of the coolest parts of it was that through the interview, which which you guys will see here in a minute, you can tell how much love and care Andy puts into what he does mm. and, um, and into the instruments. And the way he talks about them and the things that he's been able to do with them, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them are, are his idea and his collaborations with people like James Duke and Peter Stroud. Um, and so watch the interview He's a really cool guy. He's very down to earth, and you can tell again. He just he loves what he does, and you guys check it out. So for everybody with the worship cast, I'm Matt Forrester. You know me, and I'm here with Andy Elliott. Um, and I just had a couple questions for him, and, and I hope that you guys will enjoy this. Um, so Andy, how did you how did you get started doing guitars in the first place? I've you know, played guitars for about forty years now, and always loved guitars and just had a passion and respect for guitars and over the years just little by little got more and more involved in actually working on guitars and building guitars and I've had some really good teachers that I apprentice under once I got serious about doing it then I went to school You know, I put a lot of effort into doing it, but uh, it just kind of evolved over years. It wasn't just something I decided I wanted to do one day. <laughs> it's just up and run to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's a lot of people, I guess, do that, but uh, there's a lot involved in doing this and doing it well. Uh, it's not just happenstance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so uh, I, I find it interesting that uh, when you first started, did you uh, intend for it to, for church musicians to kind of take it on, or was it just kind of was it just kind of 
you know, making guitars and whoever, and the church crowd just kind of grabbed on to some of them, some, or? Um, well, I had relationships in, in church and out of church, mm -hmm. you know, I, I play at church. I played in a Christian band for years and years and years out on the road and stuff, and back before I had to grow up and all that, so, you know, I had... Yeah, I'm I facing had, that now, too. <laughs> I had a lot of connections in the music industry as a whole, both yeah. secular and Christian, and had, over the years had developed a lot of friendships and connections, and um, never really knew why, but I guess it all works out in, in the scheme of things, but like James Duke, I knew James Duke when he moved here Charlotte from Florida, you know, and, he, and no, when nobody knew who James Duke was, you know, I knew James, yeah. and, uh, and you know, so I had that relationship, and you know, and had worked on his guitars and stuff like that, you know, when he played at Morningstar, and so it's just natural to you have that relationship mm -hmm. and respect for one another, and then we get to collaborate and build a guitar together. And, you know, Peter Stroud was a big, big one. I, I don't really know how that happened, but I'm just sure glad it did. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, he's just been a really good friend and uh, just really been just unselfishly just do it. He's done everything he can do to help me grow as yeah. a business and be a business and believe in this business. And, and Drew Shirley's another one. They, mm -hmm. They've been really, you know, just incredible supporters and, and believed in us and encouraged us along the way. Because, you know, I, this is a... This is something you need a lot of money to do, and I don't have money. So it's really difficult to even... Uh, it's a very expensive business to be in. Yeah. And... If you don't do a huge volume of guitars, it's almost impossible to make it. And we don't do a huge volume of guitars, mm -hmm. so it's it's a it's a weekly struggle. But you know, it's what we do. Uh, that's why I make no apologies for the cost of our guitars. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you I know, mean, you, you uh, get what you pay for. You're looking at quality, well, and it's not just that. I mean, there's <laughs> no. I mean, you know. It's all we can do to make it week to week because, you know, we was building, you know, you know, a thousand guitars a year or something like that. Yeah, it'd be different, but they wouldn't be the quality that these are. Mm -hmm. you know, we couldn't put into them what we put into them, you know. And we can't build that many guitars, so our cash flow is real small, you know. And, You know, and if something goes wrong in a build, like right now I'm working on about 69, 70 guitars, if I have to stop one day and uh, work on that guitar that messed up, I just got 69 days behind. Yeah. And then everybody wants their guitar and they want me to build them a guitar, but they think there's the only guitar I've got to build. Yeah. So, you know, you got those pros and cons. And 99% of people understand that. And 
are you know real good about it but um, I wished I could build them quicker because if I could I'd make more money but it's I've done everything that we can do to <laughs> automate and do as many things that we possibly can to improve the speed of the build but at the end of the day, we need more people and bigger shop, and then it ain't the same thing. Exactly, yeah. That's what got Gibson in trouble. <coughs> <laughs> uh, so what I'm hearing from a lot of that is that you love what you do and you care about what you do, uh, which is which says everything, you know. Um, well, I, I had another, uh, Elevation, I know Elevation, almost everybody on their staff, um, you know, you see the videos, they've got your guitars. Do they make them? <laughs> I know that's kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they buy them just like everybody else. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. Uh, they, uh, they're just super great guys. Uh, we've had just huge support out of the Elevation crowd. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, David and E and Kevin and Joey and, you know, even when Lance and Mac was there. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I just can't speak enough good about them all you know and, uh, and they just they've really helped helped us with our product yeah, oh yeah. They, they love the guitars you know mm-hmm. and they uh, you know we don't have a lot of money so we can't pay people to like our guitars and uh and you know and you know just me mentioned gibson you know i'll say one thing in gibson's defense <laughs> Uh, what people don't understand, you know, everybody throws off on our quality and stuff like their quality is great. Yeah, there's things wrong. Oh, yeah. They build a thousand guitars a day. You go run a guitar shop and build a thousand guitars a day and see if you can make one percent of them perfect. You can't. Yeah. And they do pretty dang good to put out what they put out at the number they put it out. Absolutely. And, um, that's it's one thing you know that uh, you can get cocky in this business when you figure out how to build a great guitar but you build 20 guitars a year you think oh yeah everybody ought to build a guitar like mine then all of a sudden you've got a hundred guitars to build in a year it's a whole lot harder to build a hundred incredible guitars than it is 20 incredible Mm -hmm. guitars and people don't understand that (laughs) and so in Gibson's defense at the volume of guitars that they build and like Martin and them guys they do incredible jobs oh, and you put it in perspective you know and um, I think you know I hope I hope Gibson does great because you know Gibson does great Martin's doing great Fender's doing great everybody does great absolutely yep and we we do this a lot on the worship cast we'll rag on people just just to give them junk but I've got a Les Paul I play at church, which isn't always praise and worship appropriate. But oh. <laughs> before we, uh, yeah, and that's a silly term too, right? You know, what's appropriate for Les Paul's my favorite guitar in the world. Oh man, if you get a good one, ain't nothing like it. No, <laughs> it's rock and roll. Absolutely. Um, well, I had another question. Um, so all these, I mean, you, you got a lot of, I mean, you got a lot of artists in general playing your stuff, but a lot of the Christian artists are playing yours. Why in the modern praise and worship? kind of sound do your guitars fit in that slot so well do you think um best way for me to say that is <laughs> is uh 
when I first got into this, the concept of electric guitar building just really is disappointing to me. And uh, when I was looking for a school to go to, uh, I didn't go to electric building school because every school I looked at it was their their basic theme. Oh yeah, we'll build this. You know, it doesn't really matter what would you use here, what you do here. Just if you want to sound like this, you put these pickups in it. Mm-hmm. Bridges are relevant. Just put a hard tail or a tremolo on it. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, really? That's all the they're no more matter of factly made than that and uh you know you get into like acoustic building and arch top building they're so fanatical about you know like an arch top before they even start Mm -hmm. they have something in mind and then when they get that top and they hear that top tapping on it they know what that top sounds like and they know where they can manipulate it and what they can do to it so that guitar is built around that tone you know and you know the the grains of the wood and this that and the other different species grain patterns really matter some species it don't but some species of wood it really matters and uh, you know so you so I went to Arch Top and Acoustic Building School because I wanted to learn about wood yeah and I think back to the question, what makes our guitars work is every one of them didn't just happenstance happen. They were plant they they were a goal set and achieved. In other words, it was planned for this guitar to sound like, look like, and be this. And in the process of doing that, you've got multiple stages that we could have quit, and it would have still been a cool guitar, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been what we had in mind. Yeah. And it would have been less than what we had in mind. So we just don't quit and don't release something until it's where we want it. And, and you know, and what's really bizarre when a guitar to me, a great guitar or a great amp uh, has to have a couple uh, characters. And without it, it's just not a great guitar and it's not a great amp. I don't care how much you paid for it. I don't care what name's on it. It has to have clarity. Mm-hmm. It has to have, when you play a chord with overdrive, you need to hear every note of that chord. And you can go into a guitar shop that has 10,000 guitars in it, I ain't gonna name no names, and pick guitars up all day long and not find out. Every brain. Oh yeah. And the reason that is, is because there's no emphasis putting on making that guitar have energy. You know, in an arch top, it's all about getting as much energy across that top in a certain way that you can. And you know, like a set of pickups it's a magnetic field mm-hmm. it only picks up what moves so if you've got a dead guitar that someone just slammed together didn't put any you know thought into how they want this guitar to be if they want you know it's it's them pickups yeah they pick pick up and they sound different than some other pickups 
but still yet they can only pick up what's going across them yeah and if you're not throwing energy across them pickup field the pickup field it's it's less than spectacular and that's and how you get back to just you know block of wood throw the pickups well, in it don't where, matter right that's where a lot of people says i'm certifiable crazy it doesn't matter and it's <laughs> fine you know they can say that i just our thing is is we want people when they pick up our guitars to go oh my gosh you know and they plug them in and say oh my gosh oh yeah and um i can't tell you how many people that's had big collections of guitars and they get one of our guitars and they call me up and they say uh, well you just ruined all my guitars <laughs> and i'm like what do you mean goes, i'm just gonna sell them i'll never play them again i never realized how bad they were you know? mm-hmm. blah 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 but and the 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 thing is you know we just do everything and there's people build better guitars than we do you know i i i i just do the very best that i can do and uh with what i've got to do it with and you know our guitars aren't perfect by no means are they perfect and we're continuously trying to improve and i know it's a big investment and you know when someone buys one of our guitars i want it to work i want it to inspire them to play Mm -hmm. i want it to be part of their family part of their life i want it to be in tune i want it to intonate i don't want them to have to go spend two or three hundred dollars on it to get it to to intonate and be in tune you know like a lot of guitars you go by you have to do Uh, because it is a big investment and I want people to you know your first impression of something is huge the more you like something it's like your wife first time you met her at first impression it's huge (laughs) (laughs) she did all right (laughs) but uh, you know your guitar it it needs to catch you it needs to reach out and grab you and that's what we try to do we we matter-of-factly build every one of these guitars. And they're, they're every single one completely different from one another. And the more you get into them, the more you'll realize that. But what's bizarre is you can pretty much take any one of them and go do anything you need to do. Yeah. Some of them will do some things better than other ones. And some of the other ones will do some things better than the other ones, but they all can pretty much do anything yeah. really, really well. And uh, the neck pickups functional, the bridge pickups are functional. You can uh, play any one of the pickups. You can play a combination of the pickups in every song. You don't have to just like. A lot of times when you're on stage, guitars, you know, the neck pickups are so muddy. You basically, if you play your neck pickup, you got to set your amp to your neck pickup. Then you, if you go to your bridge pickup, it's so thin you can't stand it. So you wind up either playing the bridge pickup the whole time, setting your amp that way. We try to make it to where without touching an amp, you can use every pickup you got, get multiple sounds out of the guitar, you know. That's important. The versatility. Especially in worship music. um, um, There's seldom, 
do I play a song that I don't use multiple settings on my guitar? Mm-hmm. And it used to be I only played my bridge pickup. Yeah. And and you just it just wasn't worth fighting a guitar or an amp to to try to it just worked better. I could hear and you know, <laughs> just stay on the bridge pickup. But, and, and I'm like, you know, there got to be. So we spent hours and hours developing pickups to work, uh, you know, the way they do. And, you know, and what I got to discovering and pickup making, not everybody, but most pickups you buy, your bridge, your neck's the same exact pickup, just mm-hmm. one has a little less turns on it than the other. Well, that doesn't even make sense. They're not even in the same position of the guitar. One's close to the bridge where there's very little vibration, and one's up here at the neck where you got this huge wide vibration. And that 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 waveform is what your pickups pick up. Yeah. So I'm like, well, why don't you make a neck pickup to have clarity and to be great as a neck pickup? Why do you have to wind it just like the bridge pickup, but just put less turns on it? So we started in what in every one of the guitars we would develop the bridge pickup the way we wanted it to be. Then we would develop the neck pickup the way we wanted it to be. And uh, so it just it changes. I mean, there's completely different winding patterns and approaches to the neck pickups and the bridge pickup in our pickups. Yeah, you know, it's just a completely different approach. And uh, the results are amazing. And like I said, it's everything about these guitars is matter-of-factly done. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's, but they probably are. I, you know, I don't know of a lot of companies that build electric guitars like that. Like I said, I know a lot of archtop builders that do, and acoustic builders that are fanatical about it. And I know that's two totally different types of builds. You know, there's two totally different concepts. But the passion and the approach, uh, I mean, if you've got a, a bad perception of an instrument, like it's less important, the wood construction of it, then it's, it's, it's not going to be a dynamic guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, it's just not. <laughs> you know, once one out of every ten thousand might be great. That's why once in a while you find a great one, and for every great one you find a hundred not so great ones. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I've uh, really appreciated this. Hope you guys have learned a couple things about uh, what it takes to care about an instrument. Um, and uh, again, man, I appreciate you taking time and, and hanging out with me. And uh, um, you know, we'll we'll get this video up, and uh, uh, you know, hopefully everybody will like it. And it's been great. Anything else you want to add? Just play it loud and proud. There you go. When your parents tell you to turn it down, don't. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on the Worship Cast. Thank you. All right. We hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I'll say one more time. Andy's a very down to earth guy. Uh, even the the part where I threw Gibson under the bus, which, <laughs> listen, I'll throw shade at everybody. I love you, Gibson. I really do. Um, I, I have a Les Paul that I wouldn't trade for anything except maybe one of Andy's guitars. And uh, um, even then, just 
super classy guy. He come in and and you know and he he will not say anything bad about other guitar makers and mm-hmm. um, he, like even jokingly. So I mean he he is an honest guy. Um, just really truthful and it was just he was a really really cool person to sit with for a while um so i want to say a special thank you to andy elliott and elliott guitars for allowing us to come and interview um i you know hopefully i'll see you again next time with a check in my hand oh yeah (laughs) uh thank you to everybody that watched uh this episode of the worship cast please like comment and subscribe we'd love to have you we'd love to chat with you and we'll catch you guys next time